We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to another episode oh, of yeah. No Other Pod, episode 81. I'm Jimmy, along with my good friend Dan, as always. Dan, tell Woo-hoo. me, friend, what is happening? You said episode 81? 81. We've done you say that at the beginning times. every time? Uh, you always say what number it is? Not always, no. but it's all in our title. Fair enough. I never, uh, I guess I don't listen to you very often. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> First time I noticed. <laughs> Yep, we've but, uh, uh, doing it quite a while. Doing it big, man. Doing it wild. Hey, I tell you what, we had two soccer games last week, and uh, do we have to talk about them? <laughs> you know, I one of them I definitely don't want to talk about, but we'll talk about briefly. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What's uh, what's what's new in the Jimmy world, though, huh? Jimmy Lytics, what's what's going on? Anything new? <laughs> well, uh, you got people uh, about to rob your house, like I do. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did get a text from Dan last night. He's like, "Hey, someone came up. They said they're from ADT. I don't know. If are they trying to case our house? They're trying to rob us? Are they trying to sell us security? I don't know." <laughs> I've seen way too many movies, brother. Yeah, I was like, "Well, no, that will happen. Just wait till uh, your first hailstorm, and then all of the roofers will come off for free inspections." So, well, and I text you. I said, "Hey, do you own a gun?" <laughs> that did happen, and I do not. And, and <laughs> the only reason I did. Was because goddamn Chris, <laughs> my buddy Chris, told me that he has one, and I was like, "Whoa, you're real, you're you're pretty liberal, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, I know. You're welcome to come come shoot with me sometime." And I said, "Nah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just use my hands when I fight." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not my thing. There's those stats out there. You're more likely to accidentally shoot yourself than need to use it. I just don't mess with it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But um yeah, welcome to home ownership. Anyhow. It's fun. Home ownership, <laughs> man. You you and I think Chicago ruined me. Like I'm constantly looking at people well, like, yeah. yo, what the fuck's this dude's problem? That's true. Why, why is he looking at me like that? Yeah. Friendly neighbor waves. Yo, you want some of this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you want? We we're about to throw down? Okay. Wait. What are you waving at? Was that a gang sign? I'm about, <laughs> about to drop your ass. It's a t- it's a twelve year old walking to school next to your house. Oh. It is. <laughs> Just <laughs> pop him in the head. Like, Don't even look at me. I'm from the streets, man. Uh, <laughs> Downtown Navy Pier. <laughs> streets of Topeka. 
Um, <laughs> hey, uh, we got a new new review though on uh, okay. on iTunes. Okay, tell me. Yeah, man, check it out. Uh, Philip DiMaggio. All right, uh, no relation to the, Joe the DiMaggio. The title says uh, probably every relation. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, he said, "I love you. I love you. I love you." And you know, we'll just we'll finish that for you. But five stars. I love when MLS season starts, and I love to hear what other people are thinking about SKC. I randomly stumbled upon your podcast, and not only do I love it, I look forward to it every week. I don't have too many friends who like MLS or soccer in general, so it's nice to listen to this pod and learn more about the team, the league, and the game itself. Keep up the great work. Well, man, Philip, you got two friends right here, brother, that that love soccer and MLS. So uh, we're glad to have you on board, man. Thanks for the review. You got a friend in me. I don't know. Oh shit! I don't know why I felt like doing that. Just in time um, for Toy Story Four. Oh man, <laughs> they should have ended it after three. It was perfect, but that's another podcast. Yeah. Um, hey, Disney, bro. Money, 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 money. That's true. That's true. I don't know how we end up singing on this podcast as much as we do, but we do. Um, it's so easy, bro. I got the pop filter over here. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Philip, for uh, for randomly stumbling across us and continuing to listen. Yeah, bro. So. Um, tell your friends, even if they don't like MLS, tell them, Hey, you can get some, you know, you will like MLS after you listen to no other pod. And if you don't, then right. find new friends. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're looking for a new league to get into new team to support. I mean, come pick us, man. You know how many people support SKC from afar? I, I talked to a gal the other day. I said, Hey, just out of curiosity, why are you an SKC fan? You live in Texas. And she goes, well, I was a women's national team fan, and then I started watching the men's national team. And let's just say Zussi pulled me into SKC, and I was like, ah, handsomeness. Uh, Got it. I know what she's saying. I'm reading between Which, the lines. By the there. way, there you go. When Zussi was about to do a throw-in on a dead ball the other night, I said, Zussi, you handsome bitch. <laughs> did he acknowledge you? I hope he did. He did not. No. He did not acknowledge me. He, no. he barely acknowledges the reporters that are asking him questions directly to his face. So, yeah. Yeah, but he knows. We're good friends. He, he good, knows. Good buds. He knows. He knew exactly who it came from. <laughs> he didn't have to look. Oh, yeah. He knew it came out of this gorgeous mouth. <laughs> He's like, that's the coos. I know, I know the coos when I hear him. <laughs> that's the coos. I hear him cat calling me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, um, like I said, thank you. Thank you, Philip, for that review. Hopefully, we haven't scared you away. Yeah, Phil. Um, and thank you to everybody else who's given us a review, uh, especially a five-star review. Um, if you've given us anything oh, yeah. less, then no thank you. Um, that's not true. Thank you anyway. Give us constructive criticism if you haven't. Um, need to call it need to call it like a five-star studs-up review or something, you know, yeah, something yeah. There's, something fun. I'll think of a fun nickname. There's a, there's, there's a podcast I listen to from ESPN with Belmonte Jones, and he always says, um, leave us a, a, a five-star review, anything less than five stars, and I'm inclined to think you're a hater. So... Ah. please uh please okay please give us five stars i <laughs> i listened to a, a wrestling podcast they call it a five star frog splash review okay there you go and i was like oh shit Is that a, uh, what could we what could we call it? oh man I'm, I'm i'm pulling deep from the historical knowledge here because it's been a minute since i've watched wrestling but is that a is that rob van dam five star oh, frog no. splash well yeah no he has i mean it is uh i was thinking more eddie guerrero eddie guerrero from back in the day okay but Rob Van Dam didn't he do the five star frog splash? High. Or was it? Or was uh, Eddie Guerrero? I think he just called it a frog splash. Okay, I, well, maybe I'm mixing two wrestlers. 
Um, no, but RVD did the frog splash and he got up high. Okay. You were like, God dang. Okay. About to hit the lights. There you go. We'll see. I, I Once upon a time, I watched some, some WWE. Look at you, man. There you go. You should probably come to Monday Night Raw with me on Memorial Day. <laughs> well, maybe. You never know. Um, it's good. It's going to be good times. Anywho, let's uh, let's dive into some soccer. We're going to talk briefly about this Monterey game. We, we're we not going to spend yeah. a, a lot of time on this Monterey game. And yeah, You were out of town. I was out of town in freaking Reno, Nevada for a work conference. Um, <laughs> there's there's not a lot. Did you gamble at I, all? I did a little bit, but didn't make any money. Yeah? Um, no money. Put a little bit of money on uh, college basketball. Won a bet, lost a bet. So, oh. you know, it all was a little, little penny slots as well. Uh, you know, I was a high roller and I did the quarter slots. So, Ooh, you know, that'll get you a free buffet. Yeah, you know, not quite, but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, but yeah, Reno, sorry, shout out to all the people who are from Reno and I'm sorry. Um, but you know, I did, uh, get a Reno, uh, what, I'm going to mess up their name now. 1868, I think scarf. Oh yeah. Um, the USL team. Yeah. They were on my flight back cause we had to go through Denver and they were going to play, what? uh, the, uh, um, the Colorado USL team. I think it's the switchbacks. The so, switchbacks, Colorado Springs switchbacks. Yeah, so they were on my flight. So kind of cool. Cool. Um, but yeah, I watched the game uh, game from Reno. Unfortunately, I could not be there, but I would have been there had I been here. And you were there, correct? I was there. Hey, so it started at six o'clock your time, huh? It did. Yeah. So that's pretty baller. Yeah, that would have been nice. Yeah, on a on a Thursday. Yeah. But dude, it was it was going to it. I was like, I was pretty jacked up, man, because. Uh, um, Oh, son of a bitch. Who was it that was making that very inspirational thread on Twitter? James and I retweeted Starrett. a couple of those. James Starrett, yep. Uh, always has some good things to say. James does. And, uh, you know, he was like, your your couch doesn't give a shit if you stay at home, you know, and not go to this game. Like, no one's going to buy your CCL tickets. Come out and be a supporter. Something like, my favorite, though, was like all the jerseys, all the scarves and t-shirts and memorabilia you own – don't mean shit if you merely don't come to this game because it's too cold or because the odds are stacked against us. Like, come out and support the boys. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, that got me hyped, dude. I was ready to run through a brick wall for James Starrett. Yeah. It was like <laughs> your own freaking, like the speech that Kurt Russell gives in Miracle, oh, the movie, like before the, the U.S. Yeah. goes out and beats the Russians. I was like, I feel like that was like yeah. our own speech where it was like, you know, just hyping you up, except it was all through Twitter. So. Shout, right. shout out to James. I, I that was big time. I, I was like, is this remember the Titans? Like, is this? <laughs> I, I'm about to get out there. Left side, strong side. <laughs> Dan's about to fight Funus Mori from Monterey. Um, yeah, bro. It was uh, it, it, I, in my mindset. I was like, dude, I'll never, see, I'll probably never see Monterey play again. Like, these are these are great players, and uh, I'm just gonna go enjoy a good soccer game. And boy, it was exciting, especially on both ends for a little while. You know what I mean? Like uh, right away, dude, Gerso gets one in the back of the net like six minutes in. Yeah. And, and like I said, we're not going to break down every single goal. But Gerso, I mean, shout out to Gerso. No, we can break down ours in no time. Yeah. I mean, the you know, it was a nice little <laughs> first touch from Gerso. It was a cross. I think it was, I want to say, was it from Johnny? It was either John? Well, it came from the left side. I, I don't remember who it was that, that sent it in. But it was a decent cross. And then Gerso with his left foot just – uh put it right in the back of the net six minutes in. And if there was going to be any hope, it needed to be something like that that happened early. Um, 
and it did. So I don't know. I was hyped on yeah. in my hotel room. Where you, I'm sure you were hyped at the game when that happened. I was, and and you didn't want to put too much into it. You're like, okay, there's one. I mean, if you score every six minutes, you're winning this game. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a little different that way. But have you ever looked at a basketball game at halftime, look at a score, and it's like, okay, ideally, they have 35 points right now. They should finish with 70. You know what I mean? Right. If they keep that pace. Right. Soccer is not that way at all, but that'd be cool if it was. It'd be cool if it was, but unfortunately it wasn't. And, you know, it all kind of came crashing down, unfortunately, like 14 minutes later when uh, Rogelio Funes Mori, um, he he charged down the left side, broke free, and and sent it past Timelia for for a goal. And and when they scored that one goal, and it was an away goal, and suddenly it was 6-1, Sporting needed six more goals in the hold Monterey scoreless. Like that's rough. That really, that really felt like okay. If there was any hope, it's gone now. Um, it's very much deflating. It was, uh, you know. It, but I credit to the fans. I didn't really notice anyone leaving early. Um, everyone was still there. Everyone was still loud. But hot damn, Jimmy, there were some Monterey fans there, and there were even some. Dude. In the in the East Side Cauldron section, getting like getting loud and yelling things in Spanish, which I didn't know what they were saying because I only know like <laughs> foods in Spanish. But they weren't <laughs> like, yelling uh, guacamole. No, I was like, "Como what?" And it was bad, man. It was really bad. And then a ball came our way, and it almost hit this girl's beer off the uh, off the ledge. She was in the front row, for God's sakes, and I was like. She's probably an SKC fan, by the way. Maybe she listened to this podcast. Hey, shouts. But (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. I kind of wish I would have hit her beer. I wish the beer would have gone all over her. She would have had bitter beer face. It would have been amazing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, I'm I'm evil. There was was at least a good five, six hundred Monterey fans there from from what I was seeing on Twitter. And they were getting loud. And and that's, I mean, look, as long as they they're not loud. sporting fans that are like suddenly flipping to become Monterey fans for one game. They might have just, and, and maybe they are, yeah. Um, if they're just legit Monterey fans, though, especially if they traveled from Monterey to Kansas City, that I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, I that's hope they badass. had a good experience. Uh, but come on. I mean, they're, you know, we Kansas in general has a great Mexican population, um, which is crazy, by the way, because it's nowhere near the Mexican border. But... Some people probably grew up being Monterey fans, dude. Uh, oh, we sure. have a listener, uh, Eric uh, Martinez. Eric Martinez? Yeah. Yep. He's a uh, – well, he's not – his dad's like a huge Tigris fan or whatever and like raised him around League MX. So there's no doubt that some of these SKC fans were like, oh, shit, this is my club coming to play SKC. I got to rep Monterey. Um, yeah. I, I bet that happened a lot of the time. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing that happens like when – bigger European clubs come to the U S like suddenly like everybody sure. puts on their Real Madrid Jersey. Everyone puts on their man United Jersey. Like, cause they were probably you know, those fans of those teams first, you know, like way before 96 even happened, you know? Yeah. That, or like, this is the one time in their life they'll probably get to see them. So like you want to show your support, the one chance you can get. Um, yeah. So, but you're right. There is, there, there is a, a relatively large Mexican population in the KC Metro area. So it could be that there's a decent Monterey, um fan base here in the metro um but hey it's cool that they showed up to support their team um 
it, it looked like, I mean, you tell me you were there. It, it looked like the stadium was mostly full. Like it didn't look like people just blew off the game. And for the most part, I mean, was that, is that correct? Um, it looked pretty good. I mean, it wasn't like 20,000 people or anything, but it was a pretty hefty crowd, bro. But it was pretty bad when the when Monterey scored. They were equally as loud as the SKC supporters. So, um, yeah. and not not bad. I think that's great for the freaking game. I mean, they brought it, dude, and it was a good environment. Uh, however, from what I saw from the other end of the field, uh, down by the Monterey fans, I, I saw they. I heard they were booing like really loud booing. I was like, what are they booing? The game hasn't even started yet. And it looked like a lady or, or I don't know. I couldn't really tell if it was a lady or not, but she was down front and it looked like she was holding up a yellow Jersey, which I could only assume was a Tigris Jersey. Could be, and yeah. they, they were booing the crap out of her. And then boom, there went a toilet paper roll flying at her head. <laughs> I did see, they um, threw it. I did see some Monterey fans on Twitter had screen capped a Tigres fan who was in the stand. So maybe it was the same person. Um, Cause they were like, Could why is been. this person at this game? <laughs> well, to just troll them because Tigres are now going to play them in the finals. Yeah, man. Look, I, I know there's no MLS team, but that's going to be a hell of a series. That'll be great. <laughs> but I mean, it's also going to be a weeknight at like 9 PM. So like, I don't yeah. care that much. Yeah. Um, I do want to just touch on this, the second goal for sporting KC before we, we, wrap up the game highlight portion of this um johnny um in in the 29th minute had the ball was charging fired a shot on goal it was blocked away by the uh the monterey keeper but jerso was there to clean it up and and you know it it was not a super difficult finish off his left foot but it was you know a, a somewhat of an angle like this is a thing that jerso wouldn't 100 percent of the time put away but he confidently put it away um so hey you know what shout out to jerso two goals he did more than anyone else Fantastic. in the series did. So I wanted him to get a third so bad. I was like, dude, just get your hat trick and call it a night. You know what I mean? Get a hat trick against Monterey. You'll have that memory forever. Yeah. So let me let me I want to pose this question to you real quick about Gerso. Ooh. I saw I saw this um was originally tweeted by Mike Kuhn uh down the byline on Twitter. Um he writes for Blue Testament. He said Gerso did so well against Toluca and did pretty well against Monterey, at least in the second leg. In large part because of his speed, he's one of the few players who can keep up with the speed of Monterey um, players or of, of Liga MX players. Do you think there's any chance that there's some Liga MX teams who might be in need of a winger and take a look at Gerso and are like, hmm, he's had some success against two Mexican teams now. Maybe he's worth mm-hmm. trying to get. That's very possible, dude, because look what just happened to that Panamanian defender, not defender, uh, forward who did really well in CCL was just yep. picked up and signed by Montreal um, yesterday. So yep. I don't know, man. Yeah, that's I so, mean, it, it put them on the stage. It put them on the, that regional stage, and Montreal watched, and they were like, let's go talk to that guy. I think he'd be good. So, yeah, uh, yeah I could see people have a little interest in Gerso and his speed. And, I mean, he's gotten so much better, dude. It's, it's His touches have gotten better, too. It's It's crazy. Yeah, he's become an integral part of the Sporting KC starting eleven, especially yeah. with Daniel Shallowy uh, being injured. So um, right, I mean, did he take the starting role now? I mean, I don't think Shallowy's going to be able to work back in. I mean, I, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Peter manages those minutes uh, because Gerso took the starting spot even before Shallowy was hurt, 
And we all kind yeah. of assumed, okay, well, you know, it's going to be somewhat of a rotation between Gerso and Shalley, especially with CCL. But Gerso's really nope. held on to that starting left wing spot. So, I don't know. It's phenomenal. It'll be interesting. Um, I love it. I love him, dude. He's always happy, too, even when he's not. I love the dude. Yeah. So, I do have, uh, I do have a question from a fan um, about Monterey or about CCL. Um, so let me see. Where did it go? I lost it. Um, oh, here it is. Alex Boyer. I was like, wait a second. I know it's here. Do you feel as if going for broke on the second leg of CCL cost us points the last two re- weekends? And he says, for the record, I do. So do you, one, have any sort of regrets about how either game was handled? And two, I guess this is my own part of the question. What do you, like, do you think this was a successful CCL run for Sporting KC in any way? That's interesting, man. I mean, so many people are torn on whether, you know, who's he going to play. And I think from a coaching standpoint, he had to put out his starters. Uh, Was it the wrong move? Probably. I mean, they probably didn't need to play. Roll out your second string give some swope kids some time against a great team. Um, but then from a business standpoint, I mean, do fans want to come watch the swope park Rangers play Monterey? Uh, sorry, you know, no disrespect, but not really. Um, so, but yeah, I do think it cost us, but I think Peter had no choice than to, you know, really go for it. So I, I think it was a successful run in CCL because we've never made it that far before. So Yeah. There you go. I mean, any step forward is is successful, in my opinion. We didn't expect to win the whole damn thing. Odds were stacked against us at the very beginning, man. People were counting us out against Toluca. Yeah, you're right. You're right. People, all all the MLS pundits thought, um, thought that we were the least likely team to to win CCL, and we were the one or the second least likely. I guess Houston. A lot of them thought we're the least likely, uh, but we were the one that ended up going farthest. So. Well, it also does suck that Atlanta did beat Monterey uh, in one of their legs. So they're all like, well, at least we beat Monterey one time. And it, and we're like, well, at least we made the semifinals, you jerks. Yeah. yeah. At least we've won an MLS game. Oh, hey, you won one. Congrats. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. But, hey, I, I agree with you. I think it's it's not a failure of a run by any means. Like we made it to the semifinals farther than we've ever made it. Like you said. And I think what Peter said after the first leg is totally valid. As long as, you know, teams like Monterey can have nine, 10, 11 designated player worthy talents out there. It's going to be hard for MLS teams to, to compete with, with teams of that quality. Um, occasionally it'll happen. I don't think Monterey is really a 10 to scoreline better than sporting Casey. Uh, but they're the be- but they're no that does look they're the sad, better team though. and and we saw that and so they deserve to move on, so it is what it is. True, and now it's gone. It's gone. It's in the past, and we get to focus on MLS play. I mean that's that's all there are to, there is to it. They smoked us, dude. They they burned us. The set it was a tale of two halves. They burned us all together, and uh, now we get to focus on what's important. Do you now. feel almost a sense of relief now? That CCL is is done. Like we gave it what we had. We tried as hard as we could, but it's time time now to just um, focus on league play. I do now. Yeah, I was sad at first. Like after the first leg, I was like, "Well, that'll about seal it, won't don't you think?" Uh, but luckily, luckily for us, we had a week 
to let that, you know, that feeling go by. So I think we were all ready to just focus on MLS play. And I think that's another reason why people were so mad when Peter rolled out the starters for, uh, for the second leg. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you know, I, I don't know if it, yeah, business, I don't dude. know if it cost us points per se against the Red Bulls. I know we ended up drawing the Red Bulls. We probably should have beaten the Red Bulls. I don't think it was because they played on Monterey against Screw the Red Bulls. Bulls. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to everything from this match here in a minute. Um, oh, we're coming. I don't think the draw against the Red Bulls had anything to do with the fact that the starters played Thursday against Monterey, though. I think that they were just, you know, we'll we'll, we'll get into all the reasons why why this happened, but. Um, but yeah, do you, I mean, do you have anything else you want to touch on from from Monterey or CCL before we just jump right into this uh, Red Bulls game? Um, just one thing I was curious about. Uh, I wonder if Sporting would have dropped about four or five goals and made that a, a fun, you know, made that an interesting game against Monterey. If those fans would have got super rowdy and started throwing stuff on the field. I just had a hunch, man. I know League MX people get really, really pumped and hype and kind of trashy i'm just saying i'm sorry <laughs> yeah i don't know um <laughs> guess guess we, we'll uh, never we, know we, we just didn't have to uh to find that out so um but who am i to say dude sporting kc fans throw water bottles on the field i was so gonna say last time is. i saw fans throw a bunch of crap on the field it was sporting kc fans so uh yeah so yeah, we're Peter trash Peter to go over and tell him to knock it off but um yeah. About to fight, about yeah. to fight him. So this uh, this Red Bulls game, um, just mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. I was back, back in town. town. I was here. Just about the standard eleven, except for Johan Quaze was playing left back, and that's because Rodney Rodney Wallace Weird. is hurt. I know we got a question about injury status for Rodney Wallace. I don't I don't have a specific update. I don't think it's a long term injury. I think you know he's still just battling back from something that happened during. Uh, I guess the technical difficulties portion of the FC Cincinnati game. Um, Cause we never saw what actually happened. It just disappeared. Um, and then Seth Sinovic, I don't know if you was benched because he didn't play well against Monterey or what, but I don't know. W- were you worried when you saw Johan at left back? Uh, I was very worried. Yeah. I think he's only yeah, very uh, played there once before. Um, but outside of that, I mean, it was pretty much the standard 11 and, uh, the New York Red Bulls have not been the greatest team. So I thought going in there that, Hey, this is a very winnable game. Um, and you know what? It, it started out real quick. Um, you know, Jerso sent in a cross right across the box within like the first minute and sporting Casey, uh, looked very dangerous. Um, Sporting KC in the sixth minute almost scored when we had like 15 different players. It felt like I'll touch the ball in the box and Felipe, um, I want to say it was Felipe, finally got a shot off and, and Robles saved it. So I don't know, as as you're watching this game leading up to what eventually was the first goal um, from, from Johnny Russell, um, you have to be feeling pretty good, right? Sporting KC looked like the better team for nearly the entire first half. No, that was a pretty sweet goal. Um coming in like that we were we were coming dude we were we were rolling on them we were ready to put something away and it was just a matter of time i mean we were dominating 100 percent. yeah i'm looking at the highlights here on on mlssoccer.com and there's three chances that sporting casey had um within the first 10 minutes where that 
MLS soccer thought was highlight worthy. One of which was when uh, Johnny Russell broke free down the right side after um, I want to say it was uh, Andre Fontes fired a long ball. Johnny cut back inside, made Red Bull players look a little silly, but then just missed hit the ball and it kind of just slowly dribbled right of the net. So um, real close there. Uh, Red Bulls. They almost uh, they almost stole a goal. Sixteenth um, minute, Bradley Wright Phillips actually put the ball in the back of the net, but the offside flag came up. Um, I don't know. My heart skipped a beat when that happened. Did it look pretty clearly offside to you from where you were? Uh, yes, it did. Um, people were, well, everyone's goddamn. Everyone's a ref in the fans. You know what I mean? In the stands. Everyone's like, oh, those offsides. It's like, we we can't see. We can't see what's offsides. But it, it yeah. it's hard to see what's clear and what's not, you know? Yeah, I, I'm saying I couldn't see from the angle I was at if he was offside or not. I uh, I tweeted something like, you know, the ball went in the back of the net, but Sporting KC was saved by the offside flag. And someone got really mad at me. They're like, what do you mean saved? It's, it's against the rules to stand two yards offside. So that doesn't mean we were saved. It means they broke the rules. And I was like, okay, like. Oh boy. Relax. It's a figure of speech. But relax. I'm looking at the highlight now, and I think this was a lot closer than people were giving it credit for. I think he's offside, but I think he and Beasler are not that far apart from each other. So um I don't know. It's uh I'm glad that I'm glad that he well, I guess he's he's pretty far offside. So may I don't know disregard what i just said but either way all of it (laughs) um either way i'm glad the offside flag came up and then like you said johnny russell man johnny russell was freaking balling out this entire game um just took the ball from a hard angle and and like you said you know what skill what talent to what his left foot fired across the face of goal and just tuck it right inside the far post um pretty unreal so it's great, man. He's, I mean, he missed, missed one like that. Um, later on in the game, it's, he, he's amazing. Um, he's definitely a fan favorite dude. Everyone yells at him like when he's near the stands and, <laughs> oh, by the way, dude, <laughs> I don't know what this is. And if any like South American or European people can tell me about this, like <laughs> you're gonna love this shit, Jimmy. I don't know what it is about fans of soccer players that just want to hear um just they they want the the player to hear them yell at them like they they want them like to acknowledge them so you just hear these hispanic people going pabon pabon and like they're just waiting to see a wave i don't know what it is and i noticed it when i was at the uh the practice for the MLS All-Stars and Real Madrid up in Chicago a couple years ago. And people were just, they were yelling at Real Madrid players, Asensio! Asensio! <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Uh, so if anyone can explain that to me, I don't get it. Because I, are, they, are they waiting for the player to like turn around and be like, what? So you can just be like, <laughs> hi, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've seen, I mean... I've seen plenty of fans from all different walks of life, all different countries, all different everything do do that sort of thing. So I think that's just a crazy fan thing that people do. Um, I, I mean, 
across all sports. I mean, you go go to a go to a, go to a Chiefs game and see how many people are just like sitting at the tunnel, just like screaming Mahomes, like trying to get him to just look at them. Yeah. Um, like so what is I, it? That, and then they're gonna be like, he looked at me. He looked at me. What? Yeah, I think it's just a thing. No matter where you're from, no matter who you are, all sports fans get a little crazy when it comes to athletes, and and they just want them to look at them and acknowledge them. I guess I don't know. Um, it's bananas. I mean, I'll I'll cat call a motherfucker, no problem. I'll cat call him all day. Zeus, you handsome fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry. boy, sorry, I'm not um, sorry. But no, people <laughs> yell at Johnny Russell, Johnny, come on, Johnny. And yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just waiting for yeah. him to blow a kiss at him or something, make some girl's you know? day. Well, occasionally, especially soccer players, occasionally they give in and then they're like, okay, I'll give you my jersey after the game or something. And so it just kind of is like a, a positive feedback loop. Like, oh, maybe if I get his attention, then I'll get Johnny Russell's jersey after the game. I don't know. So it happens. But this goal, the only yell other- at someone next time, like, can I have your jersey after the game? Let's talk later. <laughs> Yeah, it, it 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 might be a harder sell coming from you, but I think I have you know, to make a sign. Could, yeah, like it's my thirty fourth birthday, Johnny. Can I have your <laughs> can I have your jersey? You need to borrow someone's kid for the day and just have them come and be like, "It's my tenth birthday," and then you can be that guy who just grabs the jersey from the kid and runs, um, and just runs. Oh my god, that's insane! <laughs> and then never be welcome in Children's Mercy Park ever again. Um, I have a master of disguise. <laughs> but no, the other other thing I wanted to say about this goal that I think is is underrated is the touch from Namath and the and the wherewithal from Namath yeah. to 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 be able to one box out the defender, but then as he's sort of fallen back over the defender, to be able to perfectly wait that just little layoff pass right into Johnny's path, and then Johnny pretty much first times it just right into the net. So I think this is the type of stuff that Vermees was talking about when he was saying Namath is more than just goal scoring. And we know he's very good at scoring goals, but he can do stuff like that too. And I, and that and that's not something that Dom could ever do. Kyrie could do it to a, to an extent, but when you combine the goal scoring and that little hold-up play, it's a great combination for a forward. So just wanted to throw yeah. that out there. Absolutely. Um, the, the only other crazy thing really that happened from the first half is when Johan decided I'm um, 35 yards out. I don't care. I'm about to shoot the ball and almost scored. Like <laughs> He does this like three times a year where he's just like, I'm just going to fire a laser and see what happens. And if Robles wasn't paying attention, that ball would have gone under the bar. So I don't know how much of that you saw from where you were. Cause it was at the other side of the field, but it was pretty insane. Uh, was this first half still? Yeah, it was like the 29th minute when Johan just decided from like 35 oh, yeah. yards out. He was yeah, just yeah. Like, and you knew he was. Screw it. You knew he wanted that the whole game. And once he did it, I was like, well, God damn it, now you've shown your cards and you'll never get a shot like that again. <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he's done it a couple times. I mean, that's about the same spot on yeah. the field when he did it against FC Dallas in the Open Cup last year. He can year. hit it. Like, He can hit it. Yeah. So, I don't know. There, there were all... All sorts of opportunities um, in the first half for Sporting KC. And Peter Vermees said in the postgame, we probably should have scored two, three, four goals in the first half. So um, I think he's right. Probably should have. Does not win trophies. No. And unfortunately, it seemed like an entirely different team, at least to me, in the second half. And uh, it started in the 51st minute. Um, Daniel Royer was held onside. A lot of people were calling for the offside uh, flag to come up. But Johan... 
not used to playing on the back line, was pretty far. He was almost like three or four full yards out of line with the rest of the back line. Uh, kept Daniel Royer on just barely, and then Royer one-on-one taps around Melia, fires it in the back of the net, tie game. Kind of just a sucky situation. So Kind of sucky indeed. I don't even know. I mean, you kind of felt that it was coming too for a while. You know what I mean? It wasn't a shock. Yeah. Do you because Peter Vermees had some interesting comments on this after the game, but I want to get your thoughts first. Do you blame Johan for being as far out of line as he was? Or do you kind of look at it as like, man, that's not his natural position. He's played it twice. Like it's not that surprising. Uh, I don't, I mean, yeah, dude, it, it isn't surprising. I mean, it was, it was just bound to happen, dude. He got burnt. So, and he play and he plays up cause it's, he's, it feels natural to him to play up. Yeah, Peter, surprising. I mean, he talked about how both of the goals, and we'll talk about the second one here in a second, were really just mental errors. But he was like, you can't really blame Johan for being that far behind the rest of the line because he's he's not he, he doesn't practice that and practice every day. He's practicing with the forwards. He's practicing with the midfielders. He's not practicing making sure he's constantly staying in line with Beisler and Fontes and Zussi. So... It's not surprising to me that he was a little off. It just sucked that the Red Bulls noticed it and took advantage of it the way they did. Um, But, you know, that's kind of what happens. Um, And then the 75th minute, Brian White, no one knows who that is, um, had a wide open free header and he he puts it past Melia. Suddenly the Red Bulls are up 2-1, but... What I want to ask you about is, did you see, one, how wide open, um, I, I want to say it was Kaku who sent the cross in, but then also yeah. how it's not just Brian White, but also um, I think Daniel Royer, both of them were wide open in the box. Either one of them could have sent this in the back of the net. It was just a total defensive breakdown. Oh, yeah. Two people, wide open headers. Um, I, I don't know how they called each other off to let the other one take it because uh, it looked sweet. I mean, that was if I'm a Red Bulls fan, which thank God I'm not, uh, I, I would have been jacked up. Yeah, you're. I mean, you're right. It, like it was a pretty cool, full-on diving header, um, gorgeous ball from Kaku, um, great finish from from Brian White. Johan got beat bad by Royer. Beesler got beat bad by Brian White. I don't know who was supposed to be defending. If it was Zusi or, or one of the midfielders or what that needed to step up on uh, Kaku, but no one stepped up and. Uh, just a silly goal. It's a giveaway. So very silly. Both their goals were. I mean, both goals were very silly. Thankfully, young Mr. Buzio in uh in the eighty eighth minute uh got on the end of a Graham Zussi deflected shot, puts it in the back of the net. Three goals in three straight MLS games for the sixteen year old. It's doing pretty Things good. Things got very tense towards the end of that game. I was like, oh, man, we got, we got one in us. Like, it's about to be an exciting ending to this game. Don't even freaking blink, people. Yeah, and uh, there were some Red Bulls fans who were and some Red Bulls players who were calling for shots of offside on Buzio, and it's not even close. Nope. Let me just say. Like, not even a, close. Like a full yard and a half onside. Um, yep. Great and then positioning, just- man able to tap it in just like that. And I mean, that's the dude is good. And I know he, he may, maybe got a couple strings of luck at times, but he knows where to be on this field. I mean, God dang, dude, isn't he a junior in high school? 
It's amazing. I, yeah. lo- I love it. He's got a nose for the goal. And he's good in the midfield. Like, he, he look, we mentioned it before. People lining up. People lining up to be asked to prom by him. It's unbelievable. <laughs> we mentioned it before. Enjoy him while he's here because he's not long for MLS. So, um, he's he's mature beyond his years. And he's going to be great um, for many years to come, hopefully, in Europe. Uh, and then maybe one day he comes back to SKC. Who knows? But um, enjoy him while he's here. Um, and Daniel Shallow, he almost put sporting KC ahead just like a minute later he got oh one right God. off the crossbar and that was inches away from going in it was insane that didn't just bang off the crossbar dude it banged like off the under right under the crossbar i mean right an inch lower and it's in the net yeah he had robles beat and you're right an inch lower and it would have maybe still bounced off the crossbar but it would have bounced into the net and we'd be talking about sporting KC saved all three points unreal but- Unreal, and you got to be upset about this result. You don't want to draw at home. Uh, Red Bull's got to be jacked about it because they've had you know a string of games not so well um, the first month of MLS. So they're happy. We're not happy. I mean, all you can do now is uh, get ready to bounce back in uh, San Jose this Saturday night at nine. Yeah. So now, and and yes, we know there's the big elephant in the room about this game with the Kaku red card. Oh, we're about to yes. we're about to get into that. But just to to level set where things are from a pure soccer standpoint after this game. Sporting KC are still in seventh place in the West, nine points through six games. Starting to get a little far behind LAFC, who's in first place at 19 points. Want to close that gap a little, a little bit. bit. Um, but, hey, they're still in playoff I position right now. I blame CCL on that. You definitely blame CCL. So to still be in playoff position after your CCL run, can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, and granted – LAFC have played one more game than Sporting have, so really we're seven points behind through the same amount of games played. Still not great, but hey, you know what? As long as you're in playoff position, all you got to do is get in there. It's a one-off, one-game tournament this year. There's no home-and-home. Anything can happen. So um, I still think Sporting KC are going to be just fine in the league. Um, But let's talk about this, this incident, as it's been called. In the ninety-third sure. minute, Kaku had been playing emotional all game. Kaku has been an emotional mess all season because he does not want to be in New York. He wants to go to Club America. He has been trying to force his way out of New York to go to Club America, and the Red Bulls are not having it. Um, he almost tackled Johan, like literally, like jumped and like grabbed him from behind earlier in the game, and then it all mm-hmm. boiled over here in the ninety-third minute. And I have never seen this in my life. He's literally out of bounds. He's he's beyond the touchline and fires a ball as hard as he possibly can. Kicks it literally as hard as he can, it seems, straight into the crowd. And I know people who are saying, well, he's trying to kick the advertising boards. It does not matter. He hit a fan square in the face. Fight ensued. Red card eventually came out. We'll we'll go over this in in a, in a level what? of detail, but Hold give me on. your first reaction when all this happens. What what the hell? Uh oh, I I rear-ended a guy. I was trying to break, but I still rear-ended you. I mean, it still freaking happened. I'm still gonna pay for it. You know what I mean? People are still upset. People are hurt. Okay, my first reaction, bro. This was a section away from where I was sitting. It happened, and I lost my voice immediately. Like I lost it, and. Yeah. Afterwards, Marissa, my wife, she goes, oh, my God, I haven't seen you get like that in a long time. That was awesome. 
<laughs> and oh, I was, boy. I was, oh my god, I was Jack, dude. I was waiting for one person to like run on the field because I was ready to go. Like, let's go, let's go punch this bitch. <laughs> y'all, you know what I mean? Do what you oh, want yeah. on the field, but if I catch you on the streets, you're done, <laughs> little guy. You're done. All right, you Argentine string bean. Oh, but I, I'm, I don't give a shit, man. I was, I was mad. Robles comes running in, and I just go, Robles! <laughs> Robles! And I was just like, get back! <laughs> oh I was just God. yelling at him. Now, this kid's next to me. The kid, I'm, I'm a bad example, and I should probably never have kids. This kid starts going, Robles! Robles! Get back! <laughs> like, he, he's copying me, and I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. But I literally, I oh my god, dude! I was like, I'm glad I didn't be like, Robbers, suck a dick. Because <laughs> well, that kid would have. They're always listening. Yeah, would have had to wash his mouth off. Yeah. But I, I was, I was, oh my god, dude! I've never seen anything like it. Cause it was right in front of us, and I was like, bees, you better get in there and and get Robles off. Like, please punch him in the brown or something. All right, get him out of here. <laughs> and <laughs> and all I could think was, man. I, I think I think Kaku needs to give the fan his jersey, sign it, and that guy should go sell it and make a little money. Because rumor has it, that guy had a concussion, man. Yeah. That guy got blasted and was like freaking out cold for like a few minutes. Yeah. So Sporting KC, they said that he was treated and was, was doing okay. Um, or doing, oh, yeah. I've, you well, know, they're and, not going to tell the truth. Well, they're going to tell the truth. Take that for what you will. I mean, you can be doing okay after you get a concussion. Like you're, you're it's not life threatening. They're not going to say, bro. You know, and they probably weren't at liberty to to divulge that information because there might be HIPAA violations True. or whatnot, and they might not have even known. But there was a woman who mul- m- multiple people have verified on Twitter. So take this for what you will. But they've said, I know this person. I know this is his sister. This is a real thing. And she was posting on Facebook that he had a concussion. He does not remember the Red Bulls players coming over after the game and shaking his hand. And he doesn't really remember what happened at all during the incident. And if you watch the video, especially the video that ESPN put up, you see him immediately slump over and he is not really moving. He is, he does, he's not, he's not there. Um, And, and I assume, I don't know if it's his sister or, or wife, but the woman who was right next to him immediately starts jumping up and down and screaming for security and for somebody to come over and help because she knows something is not right. So this was a very serious situation. Um, yeah, it was not good, man. It was going straight for a ball boy, and the ball boy was able to like duck out, and it hits this dude in the face. Bro, have you ever been kicked in the face by a ball? Has that ever happened to you? Not that hard. Like yes, Bro, but but not very hard. It hurts though. Last year, last year I'm playing defender, outdoor soccer, and my own teammate he he clears the ball out of the box, and and it's arguably the hardest kicker on our team. Like he was best player on our team. The dude's strong. He was a beast. And he just blasted out of the box into my face. Like it hits my nose, bro. And like, you know, you start to cry like immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. your, t- your eyes well up. Yeah. And oh my God, Dan, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm okay. And then <laughs> we continue playing and my wife's playing too. She was center back with me and she goes, are you really okay? I go, no. <laughs> <laughs> I was not okay, oh. and it hurt for like a week. I was like, I think my nose is maybe broken. I don't know, but it hurts. I wasn't knocked out cold, though. I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this dude, he's hes lucky his nose wasn't broken. 
He's lucky. He doesn't need to have like facial reconstruction surgery. Like this, this was a very serious situation. And immediately, yeah. Fontas and Zusi were all up in Kaku's face, and they were pissed. Yes. Oh, Fontas was about to body slam this fool. Yeah, and it, like Zusi was the first one who got to Kaku, I believe, from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely. And and was about to grab him and like literally fight. And then Beesler probably saved Zusi from getting a red card because Beesler got in between Fontas and uh, and Zusi. Nah, man. And then uh, Zusi's like, I need a rest. Card me, bitch. I need a rest. Yeah. So so Kaku sort of started getting pushed back by Beasley. Then Fontes got up there, and then just it started turning into a full on almost melee. But then freaking Robles, yeah. Robles comes in and for no reason just starts pulling Namath out and starts violently throwing Namath and pushing Namath away. Robles right. ended up getting a yellow card, but he's lucky he didn't come out of there with a red card. I think so. Robles is trash. I, I didn't mind Robles before that game started, but now I mind it because after the game, he was quoted saying something like, well, that's the price you pay when you sit in the front row. Uh, Aka, excuse me. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And, and look, even if he's making a joke, even if he's being sarcastic time and place, dude, like somebody just got a concussion who was there trying to enjoy a game because your player decided to be an ass hat and kick the ball in the stands as hard as he could. Like, Right? Don't, don't. That's what you get for getting my fist in your face, Robles. Right. Ugh. And so, Sabiga, who's the head ref, he had to sort oh, out yeah. this entire situation. Um, he gave Kaku a red card, and Kaku immediately sort of laughed and like put up his arms like, what is that for? And then, even as he was clapping to the fans who were booing him very loudly as he slowly walked off the field, he was laughing to himself. So loud. And this is all so on loud. video. Everyone's like... Bro, everyone's like, Kaku tried to apologize, but the fans weren't having any of it. Whoa, Kaku did not go apologize immediately. When he blasted that ball, he didn't give a shit. It was after all the scrum happened, and right before he even got the red card, I think he put his hands towards the fan in like a prayer motion. But he did not apologize immediately. There was no remorse right away. No. So if he tried towards the end, fine. But then he walked away smiling like a little bitch. Oh man, tell me, tell me you weren't ready to come out that press box and fight for that team. <laughs> tell me you weren't going to go out there and sweep the leg with Sanzusi. I was ready. Y'all think Dan is joking, but I literally have texts on my phone from Dan talking about how he was ready to to hit the pitch and fight people. Up, dude. He, he was he was let's go to war. He, he was ready to throw the gloves down and 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 go fight somebody. Um, well, is everyone with me on that? Like, can we all go to prison? They only have so much room, right? <laughs> they can't arrest us all. It's power in numbers. And and by the way, we're getting on TV. That's national television. So that's our five minutes. Of, that's our 16 minutes of fame or whatever you want to call it. I mean, let's rock and roll. Yeah. ESPN sent out a notification through their app about this. And that's the first time I've ever gotten a notification from ESPN about anything related to Sporting KC. So no, it was Kaku. He's like an international player. So that's all they really care about. Yeah. And it's not every day that a player goes out of his damn mind and kicks a ball square in the face of a fan. Um, Bro, he didn't just kick it. He like stutter steps. Like he <laughs> and then just blasted it. Like he got a running start at this ball. He didn't just like give it a single boot, man. You saw him take those choppy steps towards it. Like he wanted to send that ball. And even then, that would have been a card either way. Like yeah. if it wouldn't have hit anybody, still should have been a yellow. But I don't know, my man. 
I don't know, I'm fired up. And this guy can just go fucking kick rocks. I mean, I know people have been ripping him on Twitter. Some people have been defending him. Accidents happen, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Yeah, accidents do happen. But this is still bullshit. Tell me you're not pissed off. Tell me you don't have medical bills and you're ready to you're ready to fucking sue this dude. Can you do that? Can you sue the player and the team? Because Red Bulls, they don't have money and they're not getting fans coming in the stadium to give them money. <laughs> so can, can he can that dude lawyer up and be like, hey, my face hurts really bad. I, I would know. like some money, please. I, I've seen more than a couple people ask this question. Um, I ha- I am not a law expert. I do not know the legal precedent for it. Um I probably should. I get hot, man, this is. I I think you know it's certainly out of the confines of the sport. You don't expect that a player goes that crazy and does something outside of the rules of the game that injures a, a fan. Um, Can we say why he did it, Jimmy? We didn't even say why. It's because a pass got deflected before it got to him, and he threw a little fit like a baby because the ball didn't make it to him. Yeah. So whether the pass was poorly taken by his teammate or he was mad at whoever deflected the pass out of bounds, that's why he was pouting. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it was trash all around. What a country was... music fan. <laughs> I'm pissed. It was trash all around. Robles was trash. The Red Bull statement after was trash, which their entire statement says, oh, this is all it says. Yo. The New York Red Bulls organization does not condone the type of behavior displayed near the end of Sunday night's match in Kansas City. We hold everyone in our organization to a high standard of conduct. The matter will continue to be discussed internally, and we have no further comment at this time. They didn't mention the fan. They didn't say, we hope he's doing well. They didn't say it shouldn't. Like all they, they basically, their statement comes down to something happened. We'll talk about it. And then that's it. Something happened. Please don't punch our players in the throat. We know you'd like to. Yeah. So. This is all around Robles, dude. Robles, I would punch his dumb head so freaking hard when he came running in like that. Ooh, I was I was mad, my man. Soup's mad. Yeah, and I and like you said, there 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 are some Red Bulls fans who are really embarrassed by what happened. I've seen them; they exist. There are also some Red Bulls fans who are <laughs> trying to defend the actions. I saw one say it's no different than if you a fan gets hit by a foul ball in a baseball game. I'm like, well, no, it is different because it's no different. What would be the, what? what 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 the same situation would be in a baseball game is if a pitcher got pissed, walked over to the dugout, and just decided I'm going to fire a fastball straight into the first row of the crowd and hit somebody in the face. That's the equivalent. It's no different than a foul. Okay, it would have been it would have been if he like deflected a pass into a fan's face, but he freaking wound up, dude. You want to peek behind the curtain right now? That must be loud. <laughs> Because Marissa texted me and said, if any moms still did let dad listen in the car with the kids, they're not listening to your podcast anymore. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even care. I don't even care. Because foul ball is not the same. And you see people talking about it. And, and I, I like retweeted Hercules Gomez and was like, you know, this dude's in the hospital. Uh, kind of a big deal. He really doesn't even remember the event happening. Players shaking their hands, so they better shake his hands again. And some idiot from California just commented on the tweet and said, "Doubt it." Yeah, people, I don't And I didn't even I didn't even give him the the time of day. I mean, did I want to go poop on his face? Yeah. But I didn't. <laughs> this this He crapped on my heart. I crap on your face. This situation was strange cuz it was the first time that I have been on the same side as Atlanta United fans. Um because they were all 
anti yeah. Red Bulls, anti Kaku, and they were retweeting me, and they were retweeting Sporting, and one of them said that Kaku that should be banned from the league, and I was like, damn, they're more upset than I am. Um, well, yeah, they hate the Red Bulls, bro, because they took the supporter shield from them last year. Yeah. But it's not very often that we agree with these guys, and I'm like, did we just become best friends for like 48 hours? <laughs> it's like the Spider-Man <laughs> meme for like, yeah, two days. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then we go back to hating each other. Now we're back to salty Atlanta fans. Yeah. Actually, they won, so they're not salty. They're actually going to win the league now. Yeah, that's right. That's what MLS would have you think. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, we could keep going on about this. Um, oh, I could. The, I mean, I the so Swole could. Park goalkeeper's coach was pissed at the Robles statement saying – he was like, that's yes. basically like – you know, saying, oh, she dressed a certain way, so she asked for it, victim shaming. So Right. She wanted it. Look at the way she's we- she's dressed. She wanted it. That's bullshit. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you... Robles slut-shamed the fan. What do you think the league will do as far as a punishment? Obviously, he's going to miss at least one game because of the red card, but do you think that there there's more punishment, more of a fine... There's a fine and more suspension coming, I would think. But what do you think would be an appropriate punishment? I think punishment? there will be now. I mean, I don't think it's going to be crazy, like, kicking him out of the league. You just can't do that. I mean, he didn't, like, shoot anybody. <laughs> but it's – uh, I think he gets a couple games, right? I mean, what, two additional ones on top of the red card? I would not – we'll see. It's endless. So you never know what's going to happen. But, you, I mean, this – It might be nothing. Well, it's it going to be, be nothing. Something. They love this dude. It's going to be something. And he's been causing problems for the Red Bulls all year. You can't have people. Li- so why don't you just bench? You them? can't have players literally physically harming your fans if you're the league. I think I would not be surprised if he misses the one game from the red card suspension and gets four additional games, gets a total of five games suspension and a hefty fine. What that fine is, I don't know. But hey, did you see Fontas gave him uh, gave the dude his jersey? Yeah. So one credit to Fontas. He immediately went over there That's after cool. the game and gave the dude his jersey, and. Dude, the whole team should have gave him jerseys. The dude just walks out carrying eleven jerseys. Yeah, a number of Red Bulls players walked over there to to check on him after the game. But would you have shook their damn hand? Would you have shook their damn hand? I, I mean, they didn't shake Kaku. Like Kaku got booed away from the section. The other Red Bulls players were received True. better. I I mean, Ro- um, that's right. They were nice. Yeah, they're like, sorry about our guy. He's an idiot. Right. Um, I don't blame them for not shaking Kaku's hand because he can get the hell out of Kansas City. Um. But well, and he's not. Everyone's like, did Kaku come out of the locker room to shake the guy's hand? Well, no, he's not allowed no, on the yeah. field. Once you get a red card, you're not allowed yeah. out of the locker room. Yeah. Um, one funny anecdote I did have from from the post game about this situation because obviously reporters were asking like, "What did you see? What happened?" And Fontes was the first one who mentioned that he might have been knocked unconscious. Um, Ilya said, "I didn't see a whole lot, but you know, it was a terrible thing." I overheard uh, Daniel turns to, to Buzio and he's like, Hey, did you see what happened really? Cause you were kind of right there. And Buzio was like, no nah, man, I kind of like had turned around and started walking away. And next thing I know, I turn around and there's like a fight that's happening. And shallow, starts laughing. He goes, I thought that's what happened. Cause I, I, I start looking at you and you like are kind of looking around all confused. And then you kind of like hop, skip like a couple of steps over. Like you think you should fight, but you're not really sure what to do. Cause you're so small. And then Buzio <laughs> was like, yeah, I started getting to like a hold me back, hold me back type mode. And I was like, Buzio is small enough. We don't need him getting in there trying to scrap. Like he's going to break in half. But uh, oh, dude, Buzio would be like when. Uh, oh man, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember years ago when Zach Grinky beamed a guy uh, pitching, 
and and the the guy charges the mound and Zach Grinky lowered his shoulder just to like <laughs> absorb the dude's yeah. charge and freaking like broke his shoulder and was out for like six months. <laughs> yeah, but it was hilarious because Shallowy that'd be boosty. It'd be like arm broken. Daniel totally called him out and was like, "Yeah, I saw you. You kind of like did like a couple like little like hop skips like you see like." kids do when they're like they they kind of want to fight but not really because they're kind of scared um so yeah Busio, i saw you heading to the uh to get some water what was that yeah. about so i don't know well, i was gonna spray him i was gonna spray his bitch ass i don't know all when it's all said and done i i, I hope oh. hope the guy's okay but they were also sharing water bottles you know like they they have community advocate water bottles or whatever and i was i was so fired up i was like that's not for you that is our water <laughs> Yeah, um, Kaku, did, ish, just too Kaku did tweet out an apology that was probably written by yeah, two of Red them. Bull's PR. Um, of course it was. He didn't speak English. <laughs> I don't know if, if he does or not, but uh, you know, stuff like that's always... I don't know. Most of his Twitter most of his Twitter is not in English, So, I, and then this was in English, and I was like, come yeah, on. I mean, things like that are generally written by Team PR. One interesting anecdote I did I did 100%. hear from someone who uh, is someone I know close to pro. Um, the reason the review took so long is supposedly Sabiga's radio went down, and he couldn't hear from the VAR, um, and he couldn't get the video review working and couldn't talk to them, so he ended up settling for yellows yeah. for both Robles and Namath because he couldn't actually see what happened. So... He didn't see anything and was just like, mm, let's just be safe and you get a yellow, you get a yellow. I, I, we'll just throw yellows out and and just – I don't got to tell them that it wasn't working. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully um, – I don't know. Robles might have been one who could have gotten a red for how violently he was pulling around Namath. I don't think Namath actually did anything to warrant a yellow in, in watching what I saw. I don't think so either. And you can't rescind a yellow. Like that can't be reviewed – from the discipline committee, which is, you know, abbreviated by disco, which I freaking love, by the way. I think it's the best abbreviation yeah. in all yeah. of sports. But we got to go to the disco and hear what they have to say. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Disco will have something to say about Kaku. We just don't know what yet. Disco, disco. Um, That's the Zohan right there. We're, 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 we've we've gone long a little bit, or we're getting long because we, we long. know yeah. this was an intense thing. Um, we got hot. We got. I've been holding on to this heat for two <laughs> days, bro. We got a lot of questions, so we're not going to be able to go through all of them. But I do want to get to a couple of fan questions here before before nice. we wrap up. Um, multiple multiple questions had to do with Buzio. Um, both Drake Ewing and uh, KWM Smith asked about Buzio. Um, Drake asked, "Do you think we'll get another start, or he'll get another start soon?" Uh, KWM Smith asked, "Do you think he'll replace Roger in the eleven, 11 or continue to be a super sub?" So real quick, I don't know. What do you think about Buzio, and and how often do you think we'll see him getting minutes? No, I don't think he replaces Roger at all. Roger's your workhorse, man, and and don't switch up a good thing. If he's a good sub, uh, let Buzio continue to be a good sub. You know, don't 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 knock a good thing. But he's very yeah. predictable with the subs he makes. It's like okay, Buzio's going to come on for Roger. Hold up, uh, Shallowy's going to come on for Daniel. Wait for it, and oh, Johan's already on the field. Otherwise, he'd be coming on for Johnny. Yeah, I uh, I don't think he will replace Roger as the starting number eight box to box midfielder. I think they've just played a different style game, um, but I do think he'll get some starts here and there, especially those midweek games. And I think he'll definitely get starts in the Open Cup. Um, and Peter clearly trusts him to bring him in when 
Sporting's down a goal and say, hey, we need you to go out there and be someone who can help us create chances to score. He's done that multiple times now. And he trusts them. So we're going to keep seeing them. So pretty cool. Um, we've got a couple of questions about the defense. Both uh, Dylan, uh, I'm going to butcher your last name, Dylan. I'm sorry, Butgenbach. Um, and Ian Siebert both had questions uh, about the defense. Um, Dylan said the defense is allowing a lot of goals due to simple mistakes. Um, after Monterey, PV seemed to want to hold guys accountable. Do you think we'll see much change in the backfield or give the starters a chance to course correct? So that's his question. And then Ian asks, do you think we're missing Ike? So one, do you think we're missing Ike? And two, do you think that there was going to be much rotation in the back line or is Peter just going to let them work it out? Look, I think we're missing Ike a lot. Watch Fontas. Watch him every once in a while. He gets burnt, and he's out of position sometimes. And you just kind of roll your eyes because it's been happening. And a lot of goals have been on Fontas. Um, I know it's a team game, and everyone's got to come together and do things. But few few times, man, he gets burnt. Just watch him. Yeah, so, you know, I, can, I could get, to be fair, I could get burnt occasionally too. Like we'd be having the same conversation True. about Ike last Remember year. Remember I told you he has to clean up his own mess. Yeah, and he usually so does. I think Ike and Fontas are just different styles of players. They they provide different things. I think we might see we're, we're going to continue to see Botan Barath uh, rotated in there because he's played pretty well when he's been in there. I don't think people expected him to be a starter, but he's looked solid when he gets in there. So why wouldn't you play him? Um, I agree. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully the defense works out. I don't think there's a lot of room for other rotation in the fullbacks, especially because. Jimmy Madronda's still hurt at left back. Rodney Wallace is hurt. So that pretty much leaves Seth with Johan as the emergency left back. And then right back, you have Zussi with Nico Hasler. And Hasler's not going to start. So, um, yeah, it just – it is the way it is. Um, and then lastly, to end this episode on a, a little bit of a lighter note, at least from a Sporting KC standpoint, Jeremy Morgan says, talk about the turtle. And – uh I don't know if you saw, but Johnny Russell found a new pet. He supposedly see that. saved a turtle that he found on the practice field that he claims to have saved its life after Graham Zussi almost stepped on it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Good for Johnny. He's got a new pet now, Zeus, I guess. Yeah, there's no way Zussi almost stepped on it. Zussi was probably like trying to take it home and care for <laughs> it and raise it to be his own. Zussi, I imagine, has like 19 animals. When I, I think he really just has a dog, but the dude is such an old soul. Uh, I imagine he has like a grandma, a grandma style couch, you know, with like a floral pattern or something. Yeah. Uh, listens to Mumford and Sons all the time. Sits there crocheting while he's wearing his sweater. So. Yeah. He, he's definitely into all that stuff. I don't know any Mumford songs uh, or I'd, I'd sing it to you. <laughs> That's clearly a Mumford song. <laughs> yeah johnny uh has been known to exaggerate things a time or two for the point or for the sake of telling a good story so my guess is graham did not almost step on the turtle but johnny says he saved it so y'all can come up with names for johnny's new turtle and tweet us and maybe we will uh try to tell johnny next time we see him and see if uh, he needs go. a name no promises but <laughs> um and then yeah i know we're we're pretty we're over the hour um, not a whole lot no. of time to talk about Swope Park, but they lost three one. They're kind of in a slump right now. They kind played some bummer. old friends of Dane Kelly and Tyler Pasher. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, again, Dan Kelly scored twice. PV says that winning's not their main option or main goal, but it would be nice. So, um, it'd be nice to not get blown out. That's for sure. Or get scored on in the first six minutes or whatever it was there. Yeah, it would be, um, not a whole lot of news around the rest of the league. Zlatan and Carlos Vela are both playing out of their minds. They're both on pace to break Joseph Martinez's single season goal scoring record. If they keep scoring at the clip, they are. God damn. So, um, the West is tough, man. It's going to be hard to navigate, but I think Sporting KC will do it. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll be a top three ish team, I think, in the West by the time the season's done. So. Well, it starts at San Jose this week. I mean, we played a lot of Eastern Conference teams, and we really didn't preview this week's game other than – actually, you ready for it? Here's your three-second preview. San Jose is not good. We should win. <laughs> yeah. I, I think Sporting KC get the win, and I, I, I think they bounce I think back. We, I think we score some goddamn goals. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. So there's not a whole lot to break down there because we talk so much about everything else. But um, yeah, the one last thing – to say and this is kind of a bummer i guess but did you know the club's mls sellout streak is now over we did not yeah man sell out the red bulls game Seventeen thousand eight hundred and ninety-seven uh was the announced attendance now what's that about i don't know why well why didn't we sell out dude is it did so many people have to be home to watch game of thrones live because they don't have a damn dvr and can't watch it when they get home from the game uh, they think they would get spoilers on their phone like I watched it when I got home. Uh, is that was that the main reason people missed the game? I think. I mean, I would hope not. I think it's probably a combination of things. Like, there's been a lot there's of on games. demand stuff, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe Game of Thrones had part of it, but there's a, there's been a lot of games in a short period of time. It was a Sunday. Like, I don't know. It's just a bummer. Let's be honest. None of y'all are even educated enough to understand what the hell they're saying on Game of Thrones. You're just <laughs> watching it for the boobies and for the dragons. All right, tits and dragons, tits and dragons. That's the theme song. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's it. You don't know what they're saying. Oh, art thou, forsooth, dragons? <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying to explain it to somebody the other day who doesn't watch it, and I was like, "There's a Bron, there's a Bran, there's a Brienne. They're, they're all three different people, and they're all doing yeah. different things." <laughs> there's a blonde. There's a brunette. That's all I got. Yeah. Well, the club sellout streak lasted 125 MLS games. The uh, last non-sellout was March 25th, 2012 against FC Dallas. Yeah. So. This is on all you Game of Thrones nerds. This is your fault. Anyway. Well, we are well over the hour mark. That's what I have for this week. Any other final words for our That's good it, listeners? Man. Nah, bro. We're at, we're at about 70. Ah, we're about we're at 69 minutes up in this beast. Let's, All right. let's let's get on out of here. <laughs> well, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. You can uh, don't forget to to leave us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Um, follow us on Twitter at No Other Pod at JCMax03 at Dan Couser. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash No Other Pod, or send us an email, No Other Pod at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after the San Jose game next week. But until then, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch y'all later. See ya. Tits and dragons, tits and dragons.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.